Welcome everyone to the Nerd Journey Podcast. Bonus episode number five. Is that where we're at with bonuses? Okay. Well, uh, we're joining you every week to talk IT career progression and bring you the advice we wish we'd been given earlier on in our careers. I'm your host, John White, at VJuryman on Twitter, joined by my co-host, Nick Cordy, at NetworkNerd underscore. Hey, Nick, how's it going? I'm doing great, John. As you know, anything can happen in a bonus episode. We're both VMware solution engineers with backgrounds in IT operations. We hope our career discussions will be vendor neutral, relevant across disciplines, and remain timeless. If you're enjoying our content, please drop us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. And if you want to get in touch with us, tweet or DM at Nerd Journey. Ultimately, we're just two nerds on a journey. A journey to virtual enlightenment. So let's take a trip. Great, Nick. Uh, this is kind of a special episode. Um, our trailer episode, which, you know, probably kissed 45 minutes, um, was about us planning to attend VMworld in 2018. And here we are a year later, the week before the show, two weeks before the show. We're not sure exactly when we're going to release this. Um, but are you excited? Yes. Yes, I am. It's crunch time. I think conferences have a neat energy to them, John. It just seems to make you excited or make most people excited about attending and getting to see a bunch of others in the industry. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, we're not focusing the episode about VMworld. We're going to talk about uh, conferences in general and attending them. But, uh, you know, this one's special for me. It was... Uh, one that I was super excited to get to go to the f for the first time. Uh, the first couple times I wasn't a, an employee. And uh, now here I am, an employee, you know, attending, I want to say my third or fourth as a VMware employee. Uh, and, uh, you know, pretty, pretty special. Uh, get to see people, get to go to sessions. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun. One of the things that um, I wanted to point out to everybody uh just a little bit of log rolling we both actually have sessions um mine is called save the it department add the development platform to your portfolio um the code is code 3333u and which was yours nick mine is pi in the sky using wavefront to analyze piehole data that's vmtn 5013u I heard rumor, John, that there will be Nerd Journey stickers at this conference. Is that accurate? Oh, so excited! Yeah, we should uh, we should screenshot uh, ourselves uh, holding up stickers for the cameras. So, um, so yeah, um, if you're going to be at the show, uh, come find us. Uh, happy to give you a Nerd Journey sticker. Um, we'll probably try to leave some at the the VMTN booth too. The the communities area. Um, there's usually a sticker exchange there. Wait, I thought we were charging five bucks a sticker. Is that not? Didn't we talk about that before we recorded? Yeah, we'll we'll leave a, a jar there for people to put their five dollar bills in. Perfect. And it all goes to a great cause, and that is the John White School of Mentoring. If you pick up a sticker, that is a constant reminder that you too can be part of that mentoring school. Send that tweet up to at Nerd Journey today for pricing and packaging, or find us at the conference, and we'll tell you all about it. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely uh, meet up with us at the conference. Uh, 
if you are going, um, I know that we met a bunch of people last year, 20 uh, different individuals that we originally touched base with because of the Nerd Journey podcast or, you know, just uh, randomly on Twitter. Um, so if you are going to VMworld, uh, feel free to hit us up. Uh, we'll meet up, um, uh, grab lunch together, grab breakfast together, grab dinner together, grab coffee together, sit down and chat, do something. Ooh. The other thing is, like, maybe we should bring our recording gear, Nick, some kind of portable rig. Um, that way, if we run into people and uh, if you are interested in doing just a guest segment, you know, five minutes about your reaction to the show, things that you've been excited to see, um, you know, just even if it's on the expo floor and it's a little bit noisy, doesn't matter. Let's uh, let's try to uh, bring something so we can talk to people. Yeah. Sound like a Sound like a plan? I like it. It's almost like open mic night, the Nerd Journey podcast. <laughs> Bring your career content, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. Excellent. Okay. Um, so let's get to the topic. Uh, today we have a single topic. It is choosing the right IT conference to attend, inspired, of course, by us attending VMworld again this year. So, um, Nick, you want to talk about uh, broad uh, topic outlines? Absolutely. So we're going to talk about the types of technology conferences that exist out there. We're going to give you some things to consider when deciding which conference to attend, some reasons that people might attend. We're even going to talk about who pays for it, you or your employer, or perhaps a rich benefactor, Nigerian prince, someone like that. And we'll talk about what is the best match for you and an IT conference. And it looks like we're even going to revisit some survival tactics for conferences. And then John and I will pick the conference that we would go to if money was no object. Does that sound good to you? Sounds exciting. So you have a few minutes to be thinking, John. That way I don't totally put you on the spot. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Dream conference. Okay. Uh, uh, I'll think about that. There you go. So... When we think about the types of conferences that are out there, three different categories came to my mind. Vendor-specific, industry-specific, and then topic or thought area-specific. Let's take that first one. Vendor-specific, meaning this is really put on by a specific vendor. Just like VMworld is put on by VMware, you have things like Microsoft Ignite, Oracle Open World, KubeCon, DockerCon, AWS reInvent. All those fall into the vendor-specific category. The The things you're going to hear about are parts of the vendor's technology, sphere, products, innovations, and adjacent areas in that particular vendor sphere. Yeah, you also might um, get some announcements. Like, that's typically something that happens. Like, um, Apple at their conference, uh, well, they do a couple, but I'm specifically thinking about their worldwide developers conference um, or Google next or uh, Salesforce's conference. Like the, typically, you know, like some next gen ideas or, or breaking new products are, are announced there. So um, another reason to go. Absolutely. And don't forget to check out bonus episode one, where we talked about the career implications of being a part of these vendor product announcements. What about industry specific? So 
it may be the technology industry. One that comes to mind for me was Spice World. That's really an IT generalist conference. It's not focused on any particular product. You find the sessions in a number of different areas. Black Hat, that's really more in the security sphere, but again, not put on by a particular vendor. There are industries like human resources, modern arts, manufacturing, all kinds of different industries have their own conferences with best practices and things like that. Speaking of security, I know that this there is one, uh, the RSA conference uh, used to be about RSA as a vendor, but it's basically been taken over by the technology security um, industry as a whole. So no longer an RSA specific conference. Oh, nice. Hopefully that opens more doors to get attendees there. Yeah. And then the last one, topic and thought area specific. Some things that came to mind for me were just general leadership. There might be a conference. Well, there definitely are conferences out there on leadership, how to, how to go from manager to director or how to be an executive or get yourself up to that level. You have things like monitorama, everything about how to monitor your environment and see what's going on. DevOps days, all things DevOps. How are people using that school of thought to, to do their jobs? So a lot of different choices, which one appeals to you the most you decide, but it's not just always about a particular vendor. Yeah. A very, very important. What about some things to consider when you make your selection? I mean, if you only get to go to one conference a year, you want to make sure it's the right one. So I would say, think about what interests you. What is there a specific technology area that is just really interesting to you? Is it programming? Is it Microsoft technologies? Is it, you know, what's going on in the container world or branching out into cloud and providing cloud services to customers? Maybe you're more in love with a particular brand. Maybe there's a vendor that you just, you're in love with what they do. Maybe it's Microsoft, Google, whoever. They have great products or you just love the brand and would actually like to work there. Yeah. I. It, what, another interesting thing there is um, at a lot of those like specific brand or specific vendor shows, um, if you're getting locked into going to a show that doesn't, you know, that's not put on by that vendor or that brand, look to see if they're actually presenting there because they might actually have a huge presence at the expo. Um, they might actually be putting on sessions. They might have uh, submitted for the uh, call for papers, the CFP. And, and, you know, if especially if there's a strong partnership between the company that you're interested in, the show, you know, that you're going to, you, you might actually luck out and be able to talk to um, exactly who you want to talk to or uh, see sessions on stuff that, that you find really interesting. I, I really also like, uh, Nick, that, that idea of excitement, right? Um, if you have your choice, you should really do some self-examination about you know your job, um, what it is that you're doing on a day-to-day basis, the things that you really enjoy um, that really, you know, um, get you out of bed going, you know, going to the office, the, the, the part of your day or week or month that you love, that's, that's like probably the first thing that I would look for, um, as far as, 
you know, finding a conference to attend. Yeah, that's a fantastic point, and I completely agree. Another thing here is industry exposure. You you may feel like you are too narrow, and you need to get on top of what is trending in your industry and what are the hot topics being discussed. So maybe you want to go to to be a little more broad. And maybe it's just to keep tabs on what offerings are out there for a specific vendor, much like you said, even if they're not the host of the conference, are they there? Can you get an update from them on different things? Nice. Yeah. What about reasons for attending? I'm going to give you some that, that I've heard before. Some people, honestly, it's a nerd vacation for them. They don't really <laughs> go on a family vacation Maybe they spend money on this nerd vacation and do nerdy things in nerdy ways. Sometimes that involves partying. Sometimes that involves learning. Sometimes that involves professional networking. A lot of people go for the networking opportunities. You'll hear that as a popular reason. And you get the chance to meet industry peers. It could be an optimal chance to look for a new job based on the people you meet. And you're going to get some face time with the vendors that are there if you choose to go into the vendor expo. Yeah, I, I would also maybe emphasize um, as part of that professional networking thing, um, you know, if you're doing what we advocate and and getting involved in the community of users um, that surround what it is that you do, then it's kind of a great time to meet up with friends and associates that maybe you've only met online um, and, you know, or you've only seen in person a few times and, you know, this is an opportunity for you to make that, that personal connection. I, actually, now that I say that out loud, that's exactly what happened to you and I, right? We, uh, met each other in online communities and then went to a conference that, uh, and, uh, and by happenstance, uh, met up and spent hours and hours talking and, and here we are what, seven, eight years later. <laughs> and the talking just keeps going, even in this podcast, right? <laughs> exactly. I will say, as you get to know more people, it actually becomes really challenging to manage your time and determine who you should go and spend time with while you're at these conferences, because you don't want to miss out on seeing someone who you know, is a valuable friend or associate of yours. So try and plan some of those things in advance if you can. Yeah, but, but be open. Special shout out to um, Al, who we met last year. Um, he had a Excel spreadsheet of all the people that he wanted to meet. And that was like, um, it was the most organized, like networking that I've ever seen. And, you know, he, he went down his list. Al Rashid, uh, shout out to you. Like, uh, that's something that I'm, I don't know that I'm going to have like as many people as he had, but um, I'm going to need to do something like that and make sure to, you know, incentivize myself to, to go out and meet those people. Absolutely. There's a great podcast that the Geek Whispers put out. I believe the guest was Aaron Delp. He talked about how to engineer your time at conferences and had a very similar strategy of writing down the people he wanted to meet and making those interactions happen. Another reason to attend is probably going to be to learn new skills or perhaps exposure to a new area that you just haven't dealt with, something that could come in handy later. 
or maybe you want to become more specialized within a particular discipline. You're ready to make that move to specialist and you've been a generalist for a long time. Check out episode 26 on the generalist specialist divide. Any thoughts yeah. on this one, John? Yeah, I, I like those two. Um, you know, always be learning. That's, that's, uh, you know, always a, a good idea. And I think the flip side of becoming more specialized is to become more general, you know, like you said earlier, you know, if you wanted to specialize in something, going to a conference and getting exposure to that thing, you know, or to a bunch of things to, to, to pick what specialization you want to go into, um, that that's a, gr a great idea. And then if you feel like you've been pigeonholed into a specialty and you kind of want to break out of it, then, you know, moving back up to become more of a generalist, you know, that's also um, a possibility there. I would also like to, you know, float an idea if you're a team lead or, or a manager. Um, one of the things that you want might want to think about is using the idea of going to a conference as a reward for team members that are doing really, really, you know, exceptional work. Um, so you want to foster their growth. Um, so, you know, float the idea of, you know, funding, going to a conference and then, you know, figure out what it is that they want to do. Um, maybe have some ideas of yours, you know, you seem to be enjoying this. Um, you know, there's a conference, you know, on that topic or by that vendor, um, you know, let's maybe put a plan together to, to uh for you to go to that that conference or or you know let them uh take the lead with you kind of backing that up with uh, some ideas um the other thing that i would maybe float is kind of a, a slightly different framing for um figuring out um you know a reason to go to a conference and maybe to to pick which conference i i you know kind of a standard framing, you know, past, present, and future. Um, think about the past um, holes that you've had um, in your technology stack or career-wise or um, experience-wise or skill-wise on your team or in your experience at work um, and figuring out how to use a conference to address those problems. Um, and then, you know, maybe come back and, um, and, and talk about the things that you've learned or you know, maybe you've you've had a big enough issue that maybe you want to write up a paper about that issue and how you solved it and actually get to present at that conference. You know, that that would be a, another really good idea, you know, give back to the community um, in the present or maybe the immediate future. Think about, you know, current projects that you're kind of in the middle of or you're about to embark upon um, and Think about the technologies or adjacencies that are involved in that, the things that you know really well. Um, those are great. What about the things that are a little bit ambiguous, like you think you know, but you you really you know want to uh, make sure that you nail down um, you know notional architecture or um, you know just other things in in the future you know in those future pro projects. Um, a conference is a great time to meet subject matter experts you know, in, in that project or in that technology. Uh, so, you know, think about that. Think about um, checking out the conference, who's going to go, um, you know, what, you know, specialists in that field might be presenting on topics. Um, maybe you know exactly which specialists um, you want to talk to, and you should maybe check out their, you know, where I'm going to be page 
um, the conferences that they're going to be, you know, planning on attending and and presenting at. Um, that's that's one idea. And then the other is, uh, you know, maybe meet with peers who might have done similar projects to the ones that you're about to embark on or in the middle of or are in the middle of and um, and talk to them about uh, those projects and what they did. You know, it doesn't have to be exactly the same. It could be just notionally the same or in a related technology or just the same structure. Right. So um, that that's kind of like my idea for the immediate future or the present. And then in the, the future future, um, think about filling the gaps for your future aspirations. Like if you want to change the direction of your career, um, a conference is a good place, you know, picking a conference that can help trigger that is, is a good way to do that. If you feel like you need personal growth in a specific area, um, as you mentioned, leadership, um, you know, that going to a conference, you know, specifically about that, or that has a track about that is a really good idea. And then, you know, back to the peers and, and the networking and, and, you know, reaching out to people that you want to get to know better, better, um, always, always a good, uh, reason to, to, uh, go to a conference, uh, pick a conference for the future. Maybe, um, you and somebody who, you know, work across the country can figure out, you know, whether, uh, you're going to the same conference or a way to go to the same conference and, and actually meet in person there. That's great. Plan to talk to people at the conference. If you're not doing that, you're missing out on so many things. Yeah. So it's time to show me the money, John. Who is going to pay for this conference? Is it going to be me or my employer or a rich benefactor? I mean, we can't forget that one. You may get a rich benefactor out of nowhere. So just keep that in mind. Third choice. We do uh, live in the age of crowdfunding, right? Indeed. So go fund me to VMworld. <laughs> or insert dream conference. Right. So if, if I'm paying for it, or you, the listener, are paying for it, think about the travel and lodging requirements. Are you going to have to fly somewhere? Or should you keep it to within driving distance so that the cost can be low. Something that doesn't break the bank is probably going to be in your future. I don't think your spouse would be happy with you spending all the savings on a flight to Europe or Australia for a conference, especially if they're, if you're not taking them with you. And then there's the conference pass. So, some conferences are more expensive than others. Like DevOps Days, I believe, is $250 for a two-day experience. There are other conferences that are thousands of dollars for a several-day experience. But there are actually ways to save money on the conference pass that you can take advantage of. A lot of conferences have blogger passes. If you're someone who likes to blog, signing up for a blogger pass is a good idea. You can research it as to whether that's a thing. I know it's a thing for VMworld. I'm sure there are other conferences out there who do it. You could get a free pass that way. So I, the one thing that I would say about that is that generally they're not for people who want to start blogging. Like, oh, yeah, you know, help me, you know, get me a, a free ticket into the conference and I'll blog about it. Now, they, they want you to have a history of blogging and have a following. You know, so when they give somebody a blogger pass, it's, it's a means of amplification, right? So they think that, you know, they have faith in their show. 
that you're going to have a great time, see some really interesting things, and that you're going to amplify that message out to everybody. So if you don't have a history of blogging, then you know applying for a blogger pass is probably not the way to go. But it's yet another reason to start blogging. Sure. Start blogging now. There's no reason you shouldn't. Future topic. What about speaking? You know, you covered it earlier. You may want to give a talk at a session on some lessons learned and completing a project. And if you submit an idea that gets accepted, usually that involves giving you a free pass to the conference. I'm not aware of conferences that pay for your hotel and travel as a part of that, but maybe there are some out there. Do your research. So um, I have kind of a combo example here. Um, the first time I went to Spice World, uh, I self-funded. Um, I bought, you know, the, all the all the travel was me, all the lodging was me, and the conference pass was me. And I think that's where we met. Uh, and uh, I think it, it was, you know, it was a great time. And I th I went back the next year. The next year, um, I co-presented on storage with uh, John Nicholson. And so the conference pass was, you know, uh, gratis because I was a, I was a presenter. So, um, you know, I was still responsible for travel and lodging and, uh, food, but you know, that, you know, did help defray the cost of the thing. And I, and I planned for, you know, the better part of a year for that. Um, you know, I had the idea actually while I was sitting in sessions. So, um, and then, you know, another example, my wife, my wife is a flute player and uh, she just went to the National Flute Association um, and uh, and uh, played there um, in one of the sessions. And in that industry, you can uh, be a presenter and you still have to pay for the pass. Um, I my mind was blown, but, it, you know, it's a it's a niche industry. Right. So. Well, do your research. You know, sometimes you can find a free or really inexpensive one-day conference. I know the VMware user groups have user cons across the country and in other countries. It's a free one-day event, all kinds of sessions, usually free food. Great idea to, to look for. Sometimes you can catch a, a vendor-sponsored workshop that's a half-day or full-day event. Those are free, usually food and beverage provided. So make sure you're staying connected with people on LinkedIn who can help show you what or tell you about these, excuse me. And then you also have the idea of the virtual conference. Some conferences will have their keynote session live streamed to where anybody can watch it and see the announcements, which is good. But others, it's, it's all online, like the VMware user group virtual event. There's usually one in the spring and the fall and it's, you know, an eight hour block of virtual sessions. A lot of times you can do a chat with an expert, which is really nice. I know there was another one earlier this year, AWS Innovate. That was a free one. I listened to part of the keynote of it. So that's, that's definitely a thing because some people can't travel to go to a conference, but maybe you can get some time off or, or leverage a PTO day to, to attend one of these and really focus on the content. Nice idea, yeah. Then there's this idea of food. We have to have it. We need the energy to keep going, especially during multi-day conferences. Does the conference pass include all your food and beverage? Sometimes you'll find it's just breakfast and lunch, dinner's on your own, or maybe it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner 
only on certain days and then the last day you you know you're on your own for lunch and dinner the answer is it depends do your research yeah that's a really good point and it really is important to um kind of uh you know pay attention to those things uh just for the sake of budgeting you know you don't want to blow out your budget by finding out that you know oh i have to buy dinner and oh i committed to go and with you know hang out with this person and they want to go to a really expensive restaurant and I'm just going to order a side salad. <laughs> and a water yeah. on the rocks. <laughs> I, you know, on the topic of food, I, I would always say, um, you know, there's a, a contrast sometimes between healthy food and conference food. Um, you know, the larger the conference, the tougher it is to really eat healthy. So um, especially for multi-day conferences, you know, or, you know, week-long conferences, you just pay attention to what you're eating. Sometimes you, you know, you have to pay extra to, to get a good meal. Um, you know, not the conference meal. Um, and you got to do what you got to do. And I think breakfast is probably the worst one in the whole stuff that's terrible for you category, because a lot of times it's just carbs. It's all muffins, donuts, rolls, and fruit. You know, the fruit's good, but you really need some protein in there. Give you some energy for the day. I, and you're not going to know necessarily what's on the menu until you see it. And the lunch and breakfast breaks are generally sizable to where you could potentially go get something else or maybe carry some some protein bars or something like that if you need to. That's what I like to do. Conference eggs are terrible in general, right? There's, you, It's tough to have like an omelet station for 20,000 people. So, uh, yeah, maybe you, you pick your hotel based on that you know if the hotel has good breakfast included um you know there's some uh some brands out there that that do include breakfast in their room rate um or like say embassy suites they actually have like a a hot breakfast like included so uh just you know think about it right and you're paying for it so you want to make sure you eat what you want right (laughs) exactly then there's entertainment you know, a lot of times at the multi-day conference, you'll see a big concert or a big party, and that's part of your conference pass. But if you're traveling to an area you wouldn't normally visit, you may actually decide to spend an evening at a baseball game or or some fun concert that's in the area. But remember, that's on your dime, and you need to plan accordingly. Yeah, I, I always enjoy doing this. Like, you know, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but um, one of my hobbies is swing dancing. So uh, generally in the city, that if I go to a conference, I'm, I'm looking out to see what night swing dancing is. Um, sometimes I'm too busy, but I always like to figure it out. And on the topic of, you know, going out and doing something extra and special, um, again, like, you know, reach out to your community, see if they have ideas. If somebody, you know, actually has already made plans, oh, hey, we're going to go on this hike. Um, we're going to tour this area. Uh, do you want to come along? You know, those kinds of things. It sounds like we should do an escape room, John. Is that what you just said? No, actually, I was saying that we should go uh, swing dancing on Thursday night in San Francisco, 920 special. Man, well, I'm definitely going to be bad at it. <laughs> Everybody's bad at it at the beginning. Of course. But you know what's really bad? If you can't get your employer to pay for the conference pass. But but let's talk about what happens if they do pay. 
First of all, is this part of a training budget? Maybe that's part of your contract, part of the negotiation when you did the interview. You have a certain amount of conferences you can attend or so much per year that you can spend on training. Know what that is so that you can fit inside of it or justify going past it. Maybe it's not part of the budget at all, John. So you have to do some internal selling. You have to make the pitch. So think about how attending the the conference is going to benefit your company or make you better at your job. What will you bring back by attending? It could expedite research for a project or the value could be in the proximity you're going to have to product teams to influence the direction of a product or get some help that you probably would not get otherwise. Maybe it's training for a skill set that your team just doesn't have or that you don't have, but that's really necessary. We talked about exposure to industry peers, but that's actually a very marketable reason for going to a conference. You may hear somebody talk about a problem they solved at another company that does what your company does, and you can go talk to them and get some ideas. Maybe you need some direction for your department or the company from outside sources. How did other companies handle the same types of challenges your company is going through? And how can, it doesn't mean you have to do exactly what they do, but it gives you some ideas. And, you know, if you've been lucky enough to attend any kind of virtual events in the past and your manager doesn't know, bring that up and make sure and and tell them what you got out of it and that being there in person is going to give you so much more. Think about what your manager wants. Think about that vision match with the boss. What what would they want you to get out of a conference? Assuming you know them well enough to know the answer to this and have a good rapport with your manager, think about it. That's a There's some personal value to be had on your manager's side. Yeah, I think that that's such a valuable thing um, that I know I ignored, you know, throughout my IT operations career. It took coming to VMware for somebody to point out to me that, you know, knowing what your manager cares about or maybe how they're measured in their job, if they have some kind of metric, you know, if you can link you're going to a conference as an, a direct or an indirect effect on that thing that they care about or are measured on, then you're much more likely to get funded or for the manager to, you know, use some discretionary, you know, uh, bucket of uh, of money to to fund you for that kind of thing, right? So um, think about that. It's such an important point. Absolutely. And you brought up something before. Maybe you brief the team when you come back from the conference and share what you learned. But in addition to that, take some time and create a list of suggestions. Here are some actionable things that we can do based on what I learned at the conference and Again, through the lens of what your manager cares about and what would benefit the team, make the company money, et cetera. Yeah, I think that's that's such a valuable suggestion. Um, and it creates an output, right? Um, so you went to this conference, and then if you come back and, and nobody ever hears about it, then it's almost like nothing ever happened, right? You might actually have some great ideas, and you might have taken actionable steps based on things that you learned about at the conference. But... Um, if there's no presentation that said, hey, I talked to these people, I had these informal conversations, 
I got these suggestions, you know, somebody made these suggestions to me, here's a digest and, and I have like, you know, slightly more detailed, uh, you know, discussion or, or paper somewhere of all the people that I talked to and, and the topics, then again, it's a deliverable and it might just get, you know, put in a file somewhere. But the next time you go to a conference, you know, it's a little bit easier to say, well, you know, you know that when I go to conferences, I don't just go and, and you never hear anything about it. You know, I, I create this work product, you know, I'm still working while I'm at the conference. So if you, again, if you have a history of that, then it's much easier for somebody to say yes. And if you are a blogger and you blogged about the conference, you can send those to the boss too. Yep. Great idea. It is possible that your employer may not pay for everything. They may not agree to it. So you compromise in, you know, in a perfect world, they pay for everything, right? But in the real world, maybe you've sold enough to get them to pay for your conference pass and you only have to pay for travel. Or maybe they cover the travel, you pay for the conference pass. Maybe an agreement can be reached there that's mutually beneficial, but but don't forget that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah, that's a really good really good point. Like for example, sometimes, you know, a manager will say, Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay for, you know, a flight, but if you drive, you can expense the mileage, right? And I'll pay for the conference, but you know, you stay with family or friends in the area because um, I'm not going to pay for a hotel or, you know, you, you stay in a hotel on your dime, you know, that, you know, people are willing to work and be flexible. So, um, you know, have that discussion. Now, how about we talk about the best match? What is the best match for you and the right IT conference? So in my mind, the first thing I thought of was something that's valuable to you and your employer. We need actionable takeaways that you can do, actionable takeaways that will benefit your employer just like we talked about before. Yeah, I, I actually have an example of this. It was um, at the beginning of my uh, last uh, IT ops job. I got hired on specifically to, to search for an ERP solution, uh, an enterprise resource planning solution. And so about a month in, I found a logistics uh conference it was a logistics company that was going on and i pitched my boss on me going to this conference just for the day like a day trip I'll fly out in the morning uh not attend the sessions just go to the expo and go to the expo floor uh walk around talk to the various vendors because that's what we were doing a vendor search and then uh come back and uh, and he he went for it, right? He and I think he even said, "Hey, you know, you don't need to make it a day trip. You know, if you want to be there first thing in the morning when it opens up, go out the day before, stay in the hotel." So you know, it was um, you know aligned with you know my goals as an employee, um, the whole reason that I was hired. You know, so it, it ticked a couple boxes that you talked about there. And actually, one thing I didn't put down, but just thought of is. You should be excited about it. Hopefully, if you're making the pitch to your employer, they can see that you're excited to go. You're not just going to say you went. It's something that really, really interests you. And you talked about it before, John. You wanted to support your career goals. And and I would say consider exploring a new area, something that you've not touched before, a group of people that you haven't met, 
to widen the number of opportunities that could come your way and to widen your professional range. Of course, it needs to be within budget, right? Whether it's your budget, your employer's budget, or both. I would say you want to try and minimize travel as well because if you're traveling, sometimes you have to have a travel day and those can be long. (laughs) You may have to pad a PTO day on the other side of those too to recover. But also don't forget to take advantage of the connections that you make when you get to that best match conference. Hopefully those will help you select the right one. Yeah. Yeah. But just really, really good points. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the survival tips at a conference that we gave in our trailer episode. Just kind of revisit those. Uh, Make sure that there's a reminder and um, we also like, uh, at least I personally learned some things um, that I forgot <laughs> in my uh, in my travel kit. So um, things you want to keep in mind, it, you know, sleep. Uh, you you got to get enough sleep, especially in a multi day conference, especially if it lasts you know four or five days. Um, if you burn the candle at both ends, it's just a recipe for a crash. And maybe a crash at the conference, you know, maybe you miss something that was kind of critical to you or you're too tired to to uh, network with the people or walk the show floor or whatever it is. You know, you, you just, uh, you know, miss stuff in the morning. It, it There's any number of things that uh, um, are, can go wrong when you don't get enough sleep. So make sure to get enough sleep. Um, just remember, everybody. There's no way for you to participate in every single activity that's happening. I understand that fear of missing out is a thing, but you just can't do it all. Take care of yourself. Absolutely. And uh, so you got to prioritize, right? Figure out what's important. Um, you know, figure out why. Uh, stick to your guns. Um, but at the same time, don't be afraid to call an audible and uh, and change on the fly if something you know, that more, you know, more important or more interesting comes up. So uh, just keep all of that in mind. Um, I want to kind of hit the the comfort thing, um, especially at multi-day co- conferences. Uh, you want to be able to, like, be comfortable while you're there. So clothing is, is super important. Um, I always aim for comfortable but professional. Um, what if you run into someone who... Uh, wants to hire you um or what if you run into someone who um you know is thinking about joining your organization you know and your or you you are the first impression of the organization uh that they get and you're in sweatpants and a t-shirt you know no good right so um remember that you're there representing your organization as well as yourself so um you know something to keep in mind i i if your conference is in Las Vegas, do not forget sunglasses. Um, even if it's just for the, the taxi ride uh, to and from the, the conference and the hotel, man, uh, you know, sunglasses are a must. And, and that's something that I forgot last year. Uh, that was uh, very painful. Um, on a, Another thing that I forgot was lip balm, you know, especially if you're going to a dry place or you're going to be in air-conditioned, you know, conference halls. Generally, they're really cold and really dry, so uh, don't forget that lip balm that I was dying last year, 
especially the combination of air conditioning and Las Vegas. Um, big, big problem. Um, think about the technology that you're taking. You know, are you really going to take a full laptop? Are you really going to do work? Um, or, you know, do you really, can you get by using your phone and, and, uh, and, you know, and an away message and saying, Hey, you know, that's, that's something that I'll have to handle when I get back. Um, hydration, uh, that, that's going to be critical. Um, especially again at multi-day conferences, you know, usually if they're at a conference center, there'll be water, make sure you take a bottle or repurpose the bottle that you're given to, to fill up on uh, water. Um, yeah dehydration creeps up on you and and you'll be fatigued and you won't know why dehydration big problem i think we touched about about like making sure that you schedule things correctly uh so just you know make sure that you actually set time aside to do that right which sessions you want to go to you know uh block off uh, a time where you can actually go to uh, an expo floor if there's an expo and and walk around and talk to vendors and partner solutions sometimes expo floors have stuff that doesn't have anything to do with people trying to sell you things um sometimes they're just they're trying to educate you about things so so block off time to do that and of course you know we're going to hit this over and over again peer-to-peer networking personal networking um, make sure that you're paying attention to the people that you know that you have um, a personal connection with uh professional you know peers that you are members of communities with make time to to you know specifically block off time to to schedule to uh to spend time with them i think we talked about food too right um healthy stuff (laughs) stay healthy and you know at a at a conference there's going to be dessert so don't go crazy on it don't throw away all your hard work if you've been exercising a lot for some conference dessert just say no (laughs) yeah the it's really easy to make uh unhealthy choices at 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 conferences you know maybe there's a vendor that has a happy hour and they have you know finger food there and you're like oh well maybe i'll just eat my dinner in like frozen you know fried finger food like oh it's just a bad idea um you know uh, again, like, you know, survival, stay healthy, eat healthy. Do it. <laughs> okay, John. Moment of truth. If you had to choose a conference and money was no object, what would you choose? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to have to go with, uh, you know, this is super dependent on context, right? So this is about me personally. Um, I would say, you know, five years ago, my dream was to go to VMworld. Um, and, you know, here I am, I've, I've achieved that dream, you know, and it's, uh, it's in my home city, so I can just kind of skate by too. Um, uh, but, you know, I think the things that are exciting me right now, I have a kind of a side project where I've been doing some web development, you know, trying to create a, a full stack application. Um, and I think it would be interesting to go to a conference that um, addressed that, you know, maybe if there was an education track, um, I don't know, AngularConf or, you know, something like that. Um, uh, that's more of a front end specific thing. But, you know, uh, you know, there's just uh, 
a lot of things going on there. Um, it's not anything super uh, um, related to my job. It's it's me trying to get relevant, you know, by to my customers by by doing something like that. Um, and as a result, you know, I've had to learn a bunch of stuff like containering containers, uh, you know, Docker. Um, I'm writing code in VS Code. Uh, learning JavaScript, uh, you know, just a, a lot of like technologies like that. And, and, uh, a conference that would, you know, address putting all those things together might be interesting. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, you know, on the same note, I've been doing a side project and learning grok patterns lately. So Elasticon comes to mind for me as something to branch out. But if I had to pick a vendor conference, I think it'd probably be Microsoft Ignite. I, you know, really enjoyed working on Windows Server, and I don't feel like I know enough about Azure to be dangerous, so I think it'd be a great opportunity to learn more. I actually got to go one year when it was TechEd, but mm. I was working a booth for Spiceworks, so I didn't uh, really get to go any sessions. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that would be uh, really cool. I think... Uh, you know, a, a perfect example there, right? We both chose things that were kind of outside of our comfort zone and, you know, that we kind of wanted to be pushed on. So really good, really good choices. Um, well, I think that's it. Uh, it's the only topic that we had prepped. We did a lot of things there. Um, anything pop in your mind while we were talking uh, before we get out of here? One more thing on pitching the conference to your employer, if they're going to if you can get them to pay for it, see if you can get them to agree for you to not have to work while you're there, especially if you're doing it for them. Hopefully you have coverage in the department or you get to take PTO, but you need to be disconnected and connected to the conference if you really want to get the most out of it. I know that's not always an option, but something to consider that popped into my mind. Yeah, really good point. Just a reminder, everybody, we want people to subscribe and give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We want to know if we're being helpful and are always looking for interesting questions to ponder. We're collectively on Twitter, at Nerd Journey. Well, farewell, listeners. Tune in next time as the journey continues. I'm John White, at B. German, for Nick Cordy, at Network Nerd, signing off. Adios. Adios.